Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast, the decimation of your asshole on horseback, powered by AgorasNexus.com. Check out Agoras Nexus, friend, uh, Dag, and Brandon. Hope they're well. Also, don't forget to check out our friend Bobby and Fairly Decent Golf across platforms. Uh, did a great shout out for us. Bobby has a real talent for not only golf, but also doing media and awesome merch too. Like, I mean, even if I'm not a golfer, it's still nice stuff. I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. It's really well designed and uh, he's a great dude. And um, we're trying to do our part to help out uh, the brand so that someday maybe he doesn't have to bust his ma- his ass as much as he already is doing and kind of do fairly decent golf full time. Fingers crossed, Bobby. I sure as fuck hope that happens. So fairly decent golf. Um, we're going to start off with a little fun something. Angel found a real gem that she's springing on us, okay? Uh, full, I'm going to give you a little context. This actually happened in a court of law. Court of law, okay? You're really going to enjoy it. Try not to pee your pants. If you don't think it's funny, you have no sense of humor. Why don't you roll that dick footage, please? Will do. Ms. Cross, you indicated you object to what was said. In front. I don't know what the lawyers are going to say. So, I, I wish I could. <laughs> I understand that, but my objection was not a I know, speaking so objection. You can continue. Go ahead. Judge, I guess my concern is this. According to what I've heard this morning, and this is the first time the defense has been notified that Mr. Nearing was going to say this, um, was this morning. And allegedly this book that was found was like handwritten drawings of penis pictures. There's nothing in the rest of this trial that indicates that there is anything that matches these handwritten drawings to photographs of someone having sex or performing oral sex. Um, So I just don't see the relevancy of something that happened in 1991 with handwritten drawings if it actually happened. Well, if Mr. Jambos can tie it up, I I think it's relevant to the photos. I don't know if he can tie it up. And the only way we're going to find out is through this witness now. So. Well, through this witness, Your Honor, and other witnesses, and and just, it should hardly come as a surprise that we're going to be talking about penises in this trial. In Jensen 2, the Court of Appeals... We are Jensen 3, for the record, right? I know know we're on Jensen 3, but if you go back and read Jensen 2, uh, the Court of Appeals decision, the word penis appeared 115 times in that decision. I'm pretty sure that set a new record for Court of Appeals decisions in the state of Wisconsin. Look at this guy in the Um, back, like in the back, right? Mr. Jensen's preoccupation with penises is a a major part of the state's case. It demonstrates why the defendant was so up was so upset about this one affair that Julie had had with Mark with, with this um, Perry Tarika that it, it 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 occupied him throughout the course of his entire relationship with her and Mr. Nearing will testify that he never forgot about it it's something that bothered him throughout the entire time that he knew Mark Jensen and it ate away at him we just had testimony the other day from Ed Klug in which Ed Klug testifies about there being penis drawings at a, at this <laughs> dr- drunken party at the Marriott Hotel in on November uh, November fifth, sixth, or seventh of nineteen ninety eight. Kelly Labonte, uh, or I, I don't know what her last name is right now, but when she testifies uh, later today, she's going to testify about Mark Jensen examining her about the size, shape, and circumference of every penis she'd ever seen. <laughs> And we have his notes that he took 
when, during that conversation, and they're going to be introduced into evidence. And those are also <laughs> penis drawings that Mark Jensen uh, did, that he produced. So Mark Jensen's very bizarre, strange, unusual um, preoccupation with penises and penis drawings uh, is very much a part of the state's case. Yes. And um, it does tend, and, and then along with his 2,200 penis photos that were in his office computer, um, draws, it, it will afford the jury the opportunity to draw the most very reasonable inference that it was Mark Jensen was the source of these photos that are being left around the residence. We're also going to hear testimony about Mark Jensen assuming the identity of other people while on the internet. He's like, uh, so he did this Penises. with. Uh, there's going to be testimony about that when Jason Ruff testifies. Uh, he's the computer expert, where Mark Jensen manufactured an email with a bunch of penis photos attached to it, and made it look like it came from Turtle to Julie Jensen. When actually, there's a, the evidence will show that Mark Jensen manufactured it, created it, sent it to himself, mm. then deleted his name from the from folder and, fr and from the to section replacing them with Turtle and Julie Jensen, respectively. Mm. Um, there's going to be testimony about how when he was working at Stifle Nicholas and Mark Jensen was the office manager at, uh, at Stifle Nicholas or the senior vice president at Stifle Nicholas in the Racine office, that um, he was sending emails to uh, Barry Peterson uh, using the moniker quote, warm Irish eyes, unquote. So he, he as, as though Barry Peterson was receiving these emails Irish on this dating app, yeah. and it looked like it was coming from a person named warm Irish eyes. And this, these photos, all these emails also contained penis photos and questions like, is yours as big as this or things of that sort. It just shows a very strange, bizarre, preoccupation with penises. And um, that's very much of central part of the state's case, especially with regard to other ex-evidence. Go ahead. I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it goes to whether or not Mr. Jensen committed a first degree intentional homicide. Um, that's the argument that I'm making. I understand that the court is saying that there might be a link up. I guess my concern is if there's no link up, it's already out. Well, I think it's relevant, and I'm only going to say it once. I think there's so much penis evidence in this case. It's already been directed through the video. There's already been pictures. Um, and I did read Jensen, too, and the Court of Appeals mentioned it numerous times, more than any other case I've ever seen. Um, and I think the issue is the weight of the evidence, and that's something for the jury. Uh, and the defense is free to argue that later. Uh, and let the jury decide whether this evidence has any bearing here. But I yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Penis. This was a court of law in the state of Wisconsin. Um, you can hear from the accent um, that we're talking northern Great Lakes dialect. So basically, this guy kills his wife with antifreeze, and this is like Jesus. an ongoing fucking case back and forth, like where like he's been tried, I guess, a couple of different times. I'm not really sure. I don't know all the ins or all the outs, but um, it because I watched trial cases that popped up in my feed, and I was like, what is this antifreeze killer? And it, it's like judge allows X-rated photos, and I like I clicked on it, and it was all about penises. And it just, I had to have a chuckle, so I thought I'd share it. The Pecker Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I uh I'm I'm frankly astonished by this penis business with the the trial. It, it's um great, good. I mean, and people keeping a straight face while talking. Like, I mean, I would have lost it. I, I as a juror, I'd have shit myself the first time I heard this. And you would have been excused, and rightfully so. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys got a chuckle out of that. Um, don't take any. I mean, the murder is definitely serious, but you kind of lighten the seriousness of the situation by the over uh, like twenty two hundred penis pictures, and then he wants to know the circumference and diameter of every cock that went into that lady. <laughs> I mean, how many dicks are we talking about here, right? I, I think this, that's what he really wanted to know. Yeah, she got around. Let's get down to brass tacks. Okay. How much for the dick? Yeah, I mean, that's maybe you shouldn't have dated her. So was it smooth? Was it painy? <laughs> Did it have a slight curve to the left? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, for a guy who's straight, he likes a lot of dick. I don't know. Um, And I'm not judging here. Um, He wants to gobble some cock. I mean, he's going to get plenty of it in jail. That's for sure. Right, Um, right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you more of the same. So we are still not sure what the story is out east in East Palestine with our brothers and sisters on the ground out there and the terrible situation that we've documented on this show, but also has probably been in at least one of your news feeds from February to the present day, including the story about how they tried to truck some of that contaminated soil out of the area and ended up spilling it on the fucking highway. Cause why not? You're going to love this story. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. A 30-ton shipment of explosive chemicals traveling from Wyoming to California by rail disappeared en route. What? You don't really? 30 tons of explosive chemicals. I talked to Lexi and Dustin about this, and I'm like, don't worry. We're going to talk. This is already in the notes. Because when I heard about this, I'm like, 30 tons of the Tim McVeigh special. Just gone. Just gone. I mean... Like you lost a set of keys to the camper. Gone. Whoops. Yeah. Darn it. How does this even happen? We're going to go through this and perhaps you can deduce with your excellent sleuthing skills that you have. Sure. Perhaps you can give us an enlighten us. And before I hear any chemical fucking engineers that are going to come at, well, technically you're not a chemical engineer. I know you guys. You're not chemical engineers, <laughs> so don't fucking come at me with that shit. I might be. I'm telling you, listen. Listen, there's only, I'm a fucking senior scientist, okay? Listen what I'm telling you here. I am so fed up with all the fucking experts heard from who have nothing to show for it. We're like, well, you, oh, I watched the cut. It's like the people who like think they're communists. They watch two videos on YouTube. They're like, oh, I'm a dedicated Marxist. But it's don't like, you no, know you, you can give yourself any fucking title you want? I'm seeing that. I actually had to earn mine fucking stupid the, the idiot is me you and can, i'm supposed to be educated no you can just I'm, work I, I, I'm, I'm trans academic trans <laughs> <laughs> now that's fucking priceless right? i i identify as a phd holder <laughs> yeah in chemistry i yeah. i can i can attest to the science can, is settled <laughs> you can work somewhere and you can read some shit and then you can say that you're a senior scientist based upon doing those two things alone well i've been i've been getting it all wrong my entire life like i always have been yeah so let's check it let's let's check this out 
And uh, let's get ready for this. All right, ready. So officials are investigating disappearance, like a missing person or a dog. The disappearance of a 30-ton shipment of ammonium nitrate, a chemical used to make both fertilizer and explosives, PBS affiliate uh, KQED reported. A rail car loaded with 60,000 pounds of the stuff from an explosive company, Dino Nobel, left Cheyenne, Wyoming on April 12th, headed to California, according to the news agency, which cited an incident report from the company. But two weeks after leaving Cheyenne, a rail car arrived at a rail stop in the Mojave Desert, where it was found to be empty, per the report. So there's some, maybe there's a little bit of this Walter White action that they delayed the train and they got all the explosives out of there and they replaced it with water in real time and then shot some kid on a dirt bike. If you have watched Breaking Bad, you won't understand the reference. Mm-hmm. But anyway, maybe that's what happened. It was okay? clearly white supremacist who took it. Clearly. Ammonium nitrate is used as an agricultural fertilizer manufacture first aid products and sold as such as cold packs and an explosives for the mining construction industries and for Oklahoma City. It was also the primary explosive in Oklahoma City. Killed 168 people. At the time, it was the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. There have been incidents of supplies of chemicals exploding when they are not stored correctly. Very volatile. The National Fire Protection Association says that because ammonium nitrate can accelerate fires and explosions, it can present a significant explosive threat, but needs another element to destabilize it first. Dino Nobel said that it thought the chemical, which was in pellet form, fell from the covered hopper car it was transported on, similar to what coal is transported on. The rail car was sealed when it left Cheyenne facility, and then seals were still intact when it arrived in Saltdale, a Dino Nobel spokesperson told the news agency. The initial assessment is that a leak through the bottom gate on the rail car may have developed in transit. Union Pacific, which transports the rail car, told Insider that it was in the early stages of an investigation into the lost freight. The fertilizer is designed for ground application and quick soil absorption, a spokesperson for Union Pacific told Insider. The loss resulted from a rail car leak over the course of transportation from origin to destination. Release should pose no risk to the public health or environment. At this point in investigation, we do not believe that there are any criminal or malicious activity involved. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. How, How long did it take to travel by rail car from one point to the other point? And don't you think that they could have, you know, backtracked this shit and... I mean, how how big is this leak? Was there a hole in the bottom? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, maybe if you go, like, it took two weeks, it said, so maybe there's this trail of, like, pretty flowers and fucking tall grass growing all the way down the tracks. <laughs> like, like Hansel and Gretel's uh, breadcrumb trail, maybe. Or it ended up in the hands of some CIA-funded fucking terrorist that they're going to use oh, to take away your freedoms. Maybe they'll, ca- maybe they'll use it on uh, Governor... Uh, um gretchen whitmer up there in michigan the 14 out of 15 of the guys are fucking feds anyway um mm-hmm. no 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 this because you have to go through okay so like there's only a couple of ways right that you can go through like to get to where you need to go right like if you're if you're talking about going from cheyenne wyoming all the way through to california you're either gonna go through wyoming And then you're going to cut through the top of Utah going Mm. over to Nevada, headed to California, or you're going to dip down 
go through the big CO, cut through the middle of Utah, go up and over to Nevada to California. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, I mean, I, this is just like taking the main route via car. I don't know about a train, right? I didn't investigate that far, but what I can tell you is it would take 15 hours and 24 minutes one way in the car without stopping or 18 hours and 12 minutes going through the big CO, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're going through several different states and a couple of, you know, those states are, are known to, you know, be have bad actors i'm sorry like nevada like you just go missing in the fucking desert out there some bad actors like, you know that shit's for real like that you what they say about the mob like in the in the desert there's like a every you know yeah. so many hundred feet there's a fucking hole and probably a dead body mm-hmm. like i mean what are we talking about here well this time we're not talking we're talking about 30 tons 30 tons meanwhile they want to know what your um transaction over 600 dollars is on venmo so our priorities are clearly in the right place as a country and you should continue voting the way you always have for the same pack of assholes who will replace the current pack of assholes and they're transporting all of this shit for two fucking weeks straight there's no who the fuck's like what is happening (laughs) I'm Doesn't sure... anybody stop the fucking train and just check to see what's in it? Like, no, what, what's what going on? I don't know. Don't they do that? What for? No, they don't, don't do that. I don't know how trains work. I don't know how it works. I'm sure there's somebody who's going to be like, well, actually, I work in a rail yard in Chicago in 1845. My grandfather did and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I, listen, I don't know how it works, but what I could tell <laughs> you is it doesn't work. Okay, okay? Can, I, can I tell you when people order something, and Chris can probably attest to this as well because, you know, where he works and and the type of work in an environment like logistics like if somebody orders something and they expect it within a certain amount of time if it's not there on that fucking day they're calling me saying where the fuck's my shit even though this motherfucker got a tracking number and he can track that shit he's calling me where is it well it says it's there it says it's in transit can you wait zach whatever Mm -hmm. your fucking name is Mm -hmm. can you wait like it's gonna be there. It says three fifteen ETA three fifteen. What time is it, Zach? Twelve. It's not three fifteen yet. Call me back at three fifteen if it ain't there. Okay. Click. Okay. That's how logistics works, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Chris, what happens where you work when somebody is looking for something? Same shit, right? Uh, pretty much. I mean, it just depends. A lot of the times, we don't even get. Uh unless it's like a really really important part that like a technician's waiting on it's typically like uh because we send to like fedex hold locations and techs are supposed to come pick up their parts there and if a tech doesn't come pick up their parts within five days they just ship it back to us and then we ship it back out and if the tech doesn't come pick it up again we ship it back out up to three times before we say fuck it cancel the order and put parts back in inventory okay well there you go um so yeah i we don't know what happened to it and like i said either we're gonna have a nice patchwork of um you know beautiful tall grass on the tracks or you know the the latest uh white supremacist who rams a truck into the gates of the white house um with a and then spreads out a nazi flag on the ground 
Jesus Christ. Even even though this white supremacist had a very Middle Eastern name. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the, the, uh, he'll allegedly be in Guantanamo Bay when the real person will probably be at some, I don't know, probably forward operating base deep in the jungles in Mexico observing the cartel war. Or, is- you know, they can just hang out next to the railroad tracks because nobody fucking knows what's going on around there. It's a big place to hide, apparently. Yeah. You can hide fucking how many ever tons of this fucking ammonium nitrate on the way from one point to another point over two weeks. You can just fucking hang out on our railroad tracks and no, nobody's going to do anything. No, nobody's going to do anything. You're free and clear. But if you have a $601 transaction on Venmo, we need to talk about it. That's where we're at with that. So congratulations to the area um, and whoever captured this uh, this massive haul of very dangerous explosives. So more of the same, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, more of the same some bullshit some bullshit i'll tell you right now um we're gonna we have some local news that i want to get through but that's gonna wait to the end it's the cherry on top of the asbestos sunday that i'm gonna serve to you uh, today yes yes you want lung cancer i bring you death i bring you death and i bring you dismay but we're gonna carry on with another negative story this time it also is involves the government uh so to speak the folks of the free thought project are fantastic as usual you know matt agaris throws a lot of heat um check him out uh, on twitter i don't really get on twitter that much anymore i mean occasionally i do but it's just more of the same and there's only so many fucking libertarian anarchist memes that i can look at before i'm like okay i saw this 10 years ago like can we fucking think of something new anyway richmond county georgia deep in the south Deep in the cut. Deep in the cut. Georgia cop gets life in prison after killing woman for insulting the size of his manhood. Okay? Yeah. Um, you go ahead and keep telling me we don't have a problem on our hands. Exposing an unmistakable tale of betrayal and dark abuse of power, Jason Cunningham, a disgraced Richmond County Sheriff's deputy, was sentenced to life in prison for the cold-blooded murder of 37-year-old Floridian named Nicole Diane Harrington, um, Harrington in June of 2020. Pronouncing a life sentence on the Cunning, on Cunningham, Richmond County Superior Court Judge Jesse Stone simultaneously slapped him with an additional five-year term for brandishing a firearm while perpetrating this sadistic crime. Harrington tragically leaves behind three children. Caught up in a deceitful vortex of infidelity, Cunningham, who was engaged in a dual marital life, shot Harrington when a heated argument culminated in a bruised ego over his masculinity. The district attorney of Augusta, Jared Williams, chillingly narrated the case, stating, quote, this was a situation where the defendant was enmeshed in an extramarital affair. He was leading a double life. In an unfortunate twist of events, the final straw for Cunningham was Harrington's uh, sting critique of his manhood. According to court records, Harrington and Cunningham engaged in a drawn-out argument over her involvement with another man known as Maui, like the island in Hawaii. En route to dinner, Harrington, still simmering for their spat, remarked at least Maui had, has, a lar- has a larger penis, end quote. In a shocking, impulsive response, Cunningham executed Harrington with a point-blank shot to her head, abandoning her lifeless body in an elevator overnight. Although Cunningham originally hinted at his murderous acts to his law enforcement peers, confessing that he had done something really bad, shied away from surrendering, resulting in an eight-hour standoff at Point's West Army Resort, 
As his blue peers and law enforcement encroached, he finally confessed to his horrific crime, was taken out of custody with that incident, his badge playing an undeniable role in this result. Cunningham's defense attorney, Jennifer Cross, defended her client, lamenting over his traumatic childhood, stating that his adult life was marred by the struggles of overcoming his history of abuse. She highlighted Cunningham's philanthropic ventures, including co-founding a charity supporting Pittsburgh Steelers fan group. Yep, that's it's very nice. It offsets the murder you committed. Choking back tears during the hearing, Cunningham insisted he was not a monster. No, you are. You are. Offering an apology to Harrington's family, friends, and children, he extended an invitation for them to visit him in behind bars, affirming a semblance of remorse for his unspeakable act as if her children want to visit the man who put a gun against their mother's head and pulled the trigger. So I'm going to go ahead and come out on a limb. If you've ever been as men, if you've ever been in a relationship that ended poorly, there will be several critiques. One will be your physical condition. You're either going bald, you're going gray, you're fat, you're ugly, even though she'd been fucking you for five years. <laughs> and your dick size is not great compared to the guy that she's been fucking behind your back. Okay. You got to roll with those punches. You got to throw back too. And you got to go, you know, blood for blood style, the the, uh, the hardcore band and say fucking your pussy was like fucking a shotgun blast with gangrene. Mm. Yes. Blood for blood throws out that right before the song. So common, so cheap. Um, I recommend it. It's very aggressive. Um, I might have it was like fucking your pussy was like fucking a, a wound from a shotgun blast with gangrene. And they have Boston accents because they're from Charlestown. So I can't exactly do it as well. But, um, you know, the song is called So Common, So Cheap. Uh, it's excellent. Um, check it out. But, yeah, everybody's been insulted. I'm sure women have been insulted by having small boobs or they smell bad or stinky vaginas or whatever. You don't <laughs> kill people when they fucking insult you. You just don't yeah, do it. Yeah, you just not don't. normal. <laughs> you just look at her and be like, you're a cunt. Drop her off and go to the sizzler without her. Like, that's it. That's it. You don't need to kill anybody. Nobody needs to die. You probably did have a small dick. So what? The average size is five and a half inches. I mean, you've been watching too much porn to think that you have this horse cock. You don't. Most people <laughs> don't. It's okay. Maybe Maui did. The dude that was fucking her on the side. Now Maui's got to find somebody else because you fucking murdered her. Um, again, more of the same. It's just awful that these things happen. And I'm sure that he probably said a lot more than just saying I did something terrible. I'm sure of it, but we'll never be able to prove it. But life in prison isn't good enough. He should have been executed for what he did to that woman. And now, you know, these kids that don't have a mom, I'm sorry, you got to go. You know how we feel about that on the show, guys. It's just un uncalled for. This, you know, it's just uncalled for. So more of the same with that. All right. Now, I want to switch it up here. Okay. Some of you are familiar with the Federal Bureau of Investigation as being a wonderful agency of law enforcement here in this country. Okay. Angel's a big fan. She, she's, um, I'm, I'm pro FBI. I, I figured. CIA and Homeland Security and NSA. And I just can't wait for them to spy on all of us. That's right. Because if you ain't got nothing to hide, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Only little girls hide behind the Fifth Amendment. Well, put me in a dress then, motherfucker. Um, right? Put yeah. me in a dress and call me Susan. That's right. How about this one? So this narrative. Now, Mr. Trump has his problems. Um, and many. Yeah. Okay. However, 
just because he's an asshole doesn't mean some of the things that he has inferred weren't true. Let's start with this. Angel, try to stick with me here. I'm, 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 I'm up. I'm tired. I hear you. It's a rough go, but I'm here, man. I'm not falling asleep. I just yawned. I okay. yawned sometimes. The FBI ignored clear warning sign of Clinton-led effort to manipulate the Bureau for political purposes. The then-CIA director Brennan briefed Obama-Biden on Hillary Clinton's plans to tie Trump to Russia in 2016. I bet Chris knew all about this all along. Shall I continue? He's a smart man. Well, yeah, but I mean, (laughs) the idea that this was suppressed for so long as being nothing more than a conspiracy theory, and again, (laughs) it comes out after nothing will be done about it. Nobody will be held accountable. Of course not. The FBI, quote, failed to act on clear warning sign that the Bureau was the target of a Hillary Clinton-led effort to manipulate or influence law enforcement process for political purposes ahead of the 2016 presidential election, special counsel John Durham found. Durham was referring to intelligence on a plan stirred up by Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in July of 2016 to tie comrade Trump to Russia in an effort to distract from the investigation into her use of private email server and mishandling of classified information. Durham found that then-CIA Director John Brennan realized the significance of the intelligence that Clinton was stirring up the plan to tie to Trump to Russia, so much so he expeditiously briefed then-President Barack Hussein Obama and then-Vice President Joe Biden and other top national security officials. But nothing came of that briefing or his subsequent referral of the information to the FBI, according to Durham's final report. Quote, the aforementioned facts reflect a rather startling and inexplicable failure to adequately consider and incorporate the Clinton plan intelligence into the FBI's investigative decision-making in the crossfire hurricane investigation, the report states. Indeed, had the FBI opened the crossfire hurricane investigation as an assessment and, in turn, gathered and analyzed data in concert with the information from the Clinton plan intelligence, it is likely that the information received would have been examined at minimum with a more critical eye, the report continued. In October of 2020, Fox News Digital first reported the Brennan briefing to Obama and administration officials after then-Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe declassified Brennan's handwritten notes mem- uh, memorializing the meeting. The FBI on the 31st of July 2016 opened a counterintelligence investigation to whether the candidate Donald Trump and members of the campaign were colluding or coordinating with Soviet Russia to influence the 2016 campaign. That investigation was referred to inside the Bureau as Crossfire Hurricane. That's where that comes from. Durham found after years of investigating, the FBI did not have any actual evidence to support the start of an investigation. But on July 28, 2016, then-director of the CIA, John Brennan, briefed Obama on a plan from one of the Hillary Clinton's campaign foreign policy advisors to vilify Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian Security Service. Biden, former Attorney General Loretta Lynch, and former FBI Director James Comey, and former ODNI James Clapper. Every time I see Clapper, I think of the clap. You know what I mean? Like, like a sexual uh, disease. Yeah. Okay were in the Brennan-Obama briefing. After that briefing, the CIA properly forwarded that information through a counterintelligence operation lead to then-director James Comey and then-deputy assistant director of counterintelligence Peter Strzok, 
with the subject line, Crossfire Hurricane. Fox News first obtained and reported on the CIOL, that's the counterintelligence operation lead, in October of 2020, we can, uh, well, excuse me, which stated, the following information is provided for the exclusive use of your bureau for background investigative action or lead purposes as appropriate. Per FBI verbal request, CIA provides the below examples of information the Crossfire Hurricane Fusion Cell has gleaned to date. The memo continued in exchange, redacted, discussing U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. Nobody was distracted from that. You know, man, again... It's funny how this comes out now because you think John Brennan, like from how this is written, this write-up is is structured. John Brennan actually did what he was supposed to do and reported that there was a problem. The FBI didn't do anything. Again, more of the same. It's just more of the same, more of the most ridiculous shit. And it turns, I mean, again, Donald Trump and his problems are well-documented well noted and well known okay but it turns out that this was an entire bag a flaming bag of horseshit yeah and it didn't happen um i'm sorry that that kind of i guess collides reality collides with some of the narratives that people have come to believe I'm not saying that trump doesn't have russian assets in his pocket or if he's beholden to them but it turns out that entire influence the election thing was a big bag of shit. big steaming pile of horse shit that's correct <laughs> yeah i mean steamy stinky yes uh <laughs> like just 10 pounds of monkey crap in a five pound bag it was yeah. bursting at the seams it's no good and again i don't want this to be an endorsement of mr trump that is definitely not the case okay definitely not the case uh i don't know sure it's not the case chris and i both know that you're on the trump train always have been you'll always will be trump train he's fucking (laughs) he's not just mega he's ultra mega yeah i am the threat ultra ultra mega whoever (laughs) coined that term is a fucking asshole ultra <laughs> ultra mega we got to make it worse it's ultra mega and the thing is is that people fall for that shit too yep ultra mega they're not just mega they're ultra mega yeah. and it does sound a lot worse it does i can't even say that and keep a straight fucking face. <laughs> it does sound a lot worse though ultra oh, mega yeah. ultra mega woo yeah it's He's, yeah I'm ultra make america great again <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> yeah i i don't know what to tell you guys like um you, you people can believe what they want and you know depending on like again what i don't like about this is people will this is kind of like the whole thing that babylon b thing that was posted that said democrat pilot and republican co-pilot argue on how fast they should go crashing the plane that is america Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's the thing and i you know chris 
I'm not a Bernie Sanders guy, and you know that, but there's a couple of things about him that I do like, okay? Number one, he called the bailing out of the banks bullshit, okay? Which is actually the most capitalistic thing you could do, saying, no, fuck you. You ran risk. You took a gamble. You lost. You don't get bailed out. That's actually the most capitalist move you can make. Um, And I do think that Mr. Sanders does give a shit about the poor people. I do think that he does care. I mean, is he an easy target? Well, yeah, he is an easy target. But even at his age, he still seems to be far sharper than Mr. Joseph R. Biden by, by a demonstrable amount. OK, I know that's not saying a lot, but that's, do I, that's, that's setting a real low fucking bar. I know, right? No disrespect <laughs> to Bernard. Um, do I think that he would do a better job than Joe? Probably. Um, do I think that... Um, like I said, like I know that like he's an easy target for people. The right love to go after him for being a socialist or what have you. But um, there's there's a lot of things that I could say that you know are like I don't think he's a bad guy personally, um, regardless of whether I agree with his politics or not. But a lot of these companies would not be getting your tax dollars to bail them out while you're having a hard time putting food on the table. At least not in my estimation. I don't think Bernard would go for it. But when we're talking about money, I wanted to shift gears a little bit about this. So I don't know how a lot of you pay for your transactions. I'll be honest with you. I don't carry as much cash as I used to. Only when I go to the farmer's market do I carry a little bit of cash. Um, Most of the time, I pay my bills electronically. I do cut a check for my utility bill and for like my piece of shit homeowners association fee that I have to pay. Uh, But most of my stuff is done electronically. When I go out to the stores, I usually pay with my debit card, um, stuff like that. However, I'm not in favor for a cashless society. In fact, I think that that's probably a move that any of us, I mean, that's going to be regrettable if it goes that way. And apparently in the UK, you're going to get some interesting statistics off of this one. Now, this is from the Wall Street Journal. This is entitled, Paper Money Diehards Refuse to Fold. Great play on words. Excellent foldable currency, even though like the euro, they got a lot more. They have they have many coins and fewer notes. Okay. Fewer notes. Many businesses take payment only by card or phone, but pro cash movement is using people is urging, excuse me, people to resist, defy, do not comply. Huddersfield, England. There's another revolt brewing in the English heartlands. Let's boycott the shops that won't take cash. Where are they? Debbie Hicks yelled into a microphone in the town square. On a recent Saturday, <laughs> Debbie Hicks. Debbie Hicks. All right. Say, I'm going to try the English accent. Let's boycott the shops that won't take cash. Where are they? Now, that's more of a Cockney accent. She's from Huddersfield. I'm sure it's not the same. You'll have to forgive me, those of you, our listeners that are that are in England. Uh, Debbie Hicks uh, <laughs> yelled into a microphone in the town square. There's probably somebody like fucking having an ice cream. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what is this all about? Paid for by the card. A few in the 200 strong crowd murmured some names a coffee shop, a bakery, rubble, 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 Frank's bakery. Um, okay, <laughs> we can do this, Hicks said. It's not too late. Some 200 years after textile workers smashed newfangled looms here during the first stirrings of the Industrial Revolution. It's very strong writing. Other rebels are worried about a newer technology, tap-and-go bank cards and smartphone payment apps. Actual cash changes hand in 
only 15% of transactions in the UK, 15% only, pushed out by the speed and convenience of using a card or a phone. It cannot be argued. It's far easier. Sometimes the people accepting your cash, by the way, have a hard time making change. Wait for that one. In parts of London, cash has become something akin to a prison currency, like Raymond noodles or cigarettes circulated among panhandlers or those on the margins of society. I eat Raymond noodles, and I am proudly on the margins of society. Thank you very little. An unlikely coalition warns that by giving up cash, people could be losing more than they bargained for. Bank note printers have pooled resources to fund academic studies to demonstrate how cash is an important piece of infrastructure. Of course it is. Simon Yoel at Positive Money, a London nonprofit focusing on financial inclusion, says cash is inherently democratic. By going card only, bars and restaurants are trying to pull in what they see as the right kind of customer. Usually younger and more affluent, he says. They're sending a signal about who's welcome and who's not. First of all, if your business goes cashless, you're a moron, especially a bar. I mean, I I would accept all payments. All legal tender is good here because I have to pay my bills. Why wouldn't you, you know, and what about tipping your bartender? I mean, I know they don't tip in Ireland. Maybe they don't tip in the UK. I don't know. I don't know how it I works. don't know, but I, you should definitely tip in cash because you know what? Tax. I, I just think it's fucking bullshit that, yeah. you know, it, it, people get nickel and dimed everywhere. They sure do. So if you can, if you can pay in cash for your, for tips, you should definitely pay in cash. Agreed. Agreed. So, people around the world have been embarrassed at times when hair salons, pubs, or salad chains. Salad chain. Do we have salad chains here? What is a salad chain? It's not like, like, I don't know. Sell salad? The big salad? The big salad. I can Google what a salad chain is. I've never never heard of it before. Okay, Okay, hair salons, pubs, or salad chains salad chains i i am desperate to know does panera count as a salad chain here in the no they're a bread company um i i don't know what it is okay. uh hail and hearty is a salad chain in in nueva york simply salad is in los angeles they have uh three locations in the city with build your own salad starting at six dollars and 75 cents these include sample toppings including crispy wontons rainbow rotilli pasta and house-made pita chips and caramelized onions premium include quinoa tofu pesto chicken grilled steak and seared ahi tuna yeah, this sounds like a real healthy salad okay. after I throw the fried um, wonton on there. <laughs> the priciest signature salad topping out out at $11.50 contains romaine, baby spinach, grilled steak, grape tomatoes, bacon, asparagus, sautéed mushrooms, and blue cheese. Any salad can also be made into a wrap, which is a nice perk, according to this person who wrote this uh, Brilliant. Okay, then there's the Fresh & Co. Fresh & Co. Also... Uh, it has 16 locations in New York, and it has tons of lettuce for build-your-owns, including mescaline mix, baby spinach, Italian blend, iceberg, oriental blend. Ooh, I wonder what that is. Does it come with Asians? Uh, I it's don't, oriental. I mean, it's going to have some of them fried wine. <laughs> <on here. laughs> 
uh, romaine hearts, kale and romaine kale blend. Okay. Okay. Then Fuck you have the kale. chop stop. No good. Um, the chop stop. It says skipping to the left coast. Chop stop has five locations in the Los Angeles area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so far, just New York and Los Angeles. Just salad. Just salad with locations in New York, Chicago, and the United Arab Emirates, which is abbreviated as the UAE, and Hong Kong. Hong Kong offers a range of chopped salads, wraps, soups, and smoothies. Salad Works. It's an institution in the salad for lunch world. Founded in 1986. Damn. Blah, 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 blah. Where is it at? Don't know. It doesn't say where it's okay. at. Okay. All right. So we've gathered we have, okay, salad chains. All right. Okay. So this is a real thing that also exists here, albeit in locations that I don't go to. Understood. Okay. Yes. All right. Salad chains asked for plastic and they, and they only had paper. Some are standing up for paper money and have no plans to fold. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> In the U.S., Stephen Ferry carries his wallet in addition to cash supply of small cards created by one of a growing number of pro-cash groups that tout the benefit, benefits of physical money. He hands it to cashiers and leaves them on checks at restaurants. I paid cash today for a reason, smiley face. The card read in part, using cash can be inconvenient, but what if it's worth it? Ferry, who lives in eastern Tennessee <laughs> and is semi-retired, isn't opposed to credit cards, but makes a point of paying with cash as often as he can. He and his wife bring hundreds of dollars on twice monthly errand runs into town. Ferry said he had a couple of G's on them when they recently bought an iPad and a new phone. He said he has never been particularly worried someone would try to steal the cash he carries, though he does keep pepper spray on his keychain. Atta boy, Until Ferry. now, you yeah. fucking moron. Now everybody in Eastern Jesus Tennessee Christ. is looking for you, my friend. What the fuck is wrong with people? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even go there. Just read the fucking article. Yes, ma'am. For him and some others, there is just an attachment to the old ways. In the UK, Hicks, who cuts a glamorous figure in her black leather jacket and flowing blonde hair, is among those who will go further. She and her supporters say groups such as the World Economic Forum used the COVID pandemic to discourage people from using physical money and that call lockdowns a dummy run for establishing world government. Well, well, on, well, the, well, on the long list of things, I'm pretty sure cash is at the bottom of that fucking list that they were trying to accomplish with fucking COVID. I think there are two common, the most common things found on cash is cocaine residue and fecal matter. Feces. Yeah, Yeah, not good. Not good at all. (laughs) Hicks was fined for a public order offense last year after filming in a hospital to prove she said that the pandemic was faked. She denied the charge saying she was exercising her right to freedom of expression. In the UK, good luck to you. Others agree with her mission. Their whole digital system can't work if we still use cash, said Piers Corbin, one of the other leaders in Huddersfield Town, an older brother of former Labor Party leader Jeremy Corbyn. Onlookers whistled or cheered. Some chanted, resist, defy, do not comply. Yes. The World Economic Forum called the allegations about it false and very regrettable, as of course they would. I I try to remain positive, but this is a this is a stupid article no it's not and i'm going to tell you why because you stopped (laughs) me at the wrong spot okay among pro cash sympathizers ladies and gentlemen 
Right said Fred. That's right. The dude Ooh, who wrote I'm the song. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. <laughs> That's right. I'm right. a model and you know what I mean. I'll do my little turn on the catwalk. On the catwalk. <laughs> God damn, that takes me way back. So Wright said Fred is on the side of cash, and I think you should reconsider your position. I'm not saying I'm against cash. I just think this article's stupid. Okay. Do you see the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wright said Fred is great. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my Just the, God. I mean, I shouldn't say the article is stupid. The people that are being wrote about inside this article, yeah. they're fucking stupid. Okay. Other than Wright said Fred. All right. Wright said Fred is a good man, and uh, we love him very much. A man I mean, of the people. The guy, Thank you. The guy with the fucking, I took, put thousands of dollars in my pocket that to I go shopping. Believe. The but, fuck is, why are you telling people your fucking business? Like, all right, Mr. Moron? Moneybags. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't fucking. It's like, talk I like shit. I like to put on my top hat, my monocle, and I carry around bags of money when <laughs> yeah. I go shopping. Jesus. He has Christ. a little half a half a fucking ounce of uh, pepper spray I mean, in a bottle. The only Stand thing back. He, he's got going for him is that probably a lot of the people that are gonna rob him don't read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you read and have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal and leave in, live in Eastern Tennessee, there's an easy target out there for yeah. you. Um, he only has pepper spray, unless he's yeah. upgraded since the uh, publishing it's set. Like a Monopoly man. Really, that's exactly the image. <laughs> I'm on my way to buy a hotel. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and you must be the Monopoly guy. <laughs> Pardon me, we'll start go by boardwalk. <laughs> Pulls up in a fucking Rolls Royce. Pardon me. Do you have any gray poupon? Some of you will laugh. The rest of you will need to look up that reference. Um, it's a Dijon mustard. That's all I'm going to say. And it's, and it's very tasty. Very tasty mustard. Not my first choice, but anyway. Um, we're going to shift gears away from the United Kingdom and our cousins over in England, uh, who we love, especially our listeners. Okay. What? I just love how a guy from Tennessee is just fucking in this article about a protest in England, like talking about all the money he has. Like, yeah. it's just fucking mind Tuesday, in it. <laughs> Let's just go over to the other side of the pond. <laughs> I just love the, the Debbie. <laughs> like, let's boycott these places. Where are they? <laughs> she, she just, they were like, hey, listen, could you say a few things? There's about 150 people here. And she's like, no, I've got it. No, I, I know what to say. All right, let's boycott these places that don't take cash. Now, where are they? <laughs> Incl including salad chains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I like to buy a salad, I got a couple of quid on me, and I'm going to pay for it with cash. All right, His Majesty's legal tender. God save the king. Okay, I do have one comment. Did you can move on <laughs> to the store yesterday at Walmart? Okay, the People's Store, and you know how they have those lanes for the self checkout that's cash only, yeah, or card yeah. only, or whatever. A combination it's, of both. So I went. You know, I'm in the one that's card only, no cash. Okay, this lady's like, but I only have cash. And it's there's a sign right on the machine that says cards only yeah. no cash. OK, 
okay, right fucking there. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I saw it, and I'm really bad at paying attention, you dumb to things, fucking bitch. <laughs> like, card only. Right. It says it right on the fucking machine, dude. And like, I'm, you know, most times I'm just in my own fucking world and I saw the shit. So if I saw the shit, that means you had to see the shit. That's right. This bitch calls this fucking the Walmart associate over. Can I just pay with cash here? And she's like, no, you can't. And she's like, can't you just print the receipt and check me out someplace else? I'm like, why don't you have enough money on your card? It's $13. What the fuck is going on here? I don't know. It's it's really bad out there, I ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. There's it's it's beyond reason. Yeah. I insist on using cash. It's salad chain Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> hey, you bloody Americans have Taco Tuesday. We got salad chain Tuesday <laughs> over here in the UK. <laughs> <clears throat> and okay. I, it has to be said, I do like a salad, but I'm not going to a chain. Salad is an appetizer. It in- yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's, the meal. It's what that, warms me up. That's right. That's why it's called soup and a sandwich. The soup <laughs> is to get me started. The sandwich is to finish the job. It's kind of like getting oral sex before the big show. You start off with that, and then you finish with the botch and bam, bam. Okay, that's how that works. The eight-minute Humpty Hump love pump. That's yeah, four and a half. If you, if you get older, <laughs> it gets a little bit harder to hold out. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so salad chain Tuesday, mate. You got a bit of lettuce, you know? Are you going to put any proteins on that, mate? What kind of what kind of fucking dressing you got over there? Well, at least our schools oh. are getting shot up. While we're doing maths. Yeah, uh, maths. <laughs> no offense, guys. It's a meme that goes on around here. I'm sure you all have lovely teeth. Um, yeah. Because well, anyway. you guys obviously love Salad Chain Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, there's T-shirt ideas getting thrown out all over this place today. Um, salad <laughs> Chain Tuesday um, in it. Um, speaking of in it and out of it, we're going to shift gears a little bit to the motherland here. Home sweet home. We have a problem. Alabama? In northwest Ohio. No, no. Far away from Alabama. In the Toledo stand area on the border with Michigan. All right. Two inmates want a convicted murderer escape from a northwest Ohio prison. Oh, shit. Lock and load, bitches. I want to bring this up so you can see their beautiful faces. Oh, there's some ugly fucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, look at these guys. Federal and state authority are searching for two men, one convicted of murder who escaped from a prison in Northwest Ohio, Bradley uh, Gillespie, or Gillespie, 50, and James Lee, 47, were last seen inside the Allen Oakwood Correctional Institution in Lima on Monday, according to the Allen County Sheriff's Office. Officials in the prison realized Lee went missing at about 11.15 a.m. Tuesday, and Gillespie, or Gillespie, Went missing about 12.45 p.m. According to the State Highway Patrol, Lee had been held in the prison since March of 2021 after being convicted of burglary, breaking and entering, and safe cracking. Gillespie had been in the prison since November 2016 on a murder conviction. I was going to say, the guy on the right who was Gillespie fucking looks like a terror. Dude, like, he looks like there's something fucking wrong with him. Like, look at his eyes, dude. Like... The one on the left looks like a fucking moron, but the one on the right looks like 
he'd fucking stab you or something. He looks he crazy. He clearly did something. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> the, the one on the left looks like he needs to visit a salad chain from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you break out of prison? I had to go to the salad chain. It was salad chain Tuesday. <laughs> well, Mike, are you out of it? All right. <laughs> Authorities have not said how the men escaped from the prison, which holds 1,480 inmates. An official with the Highway Patrol said it's unknown if the men are still in Ohio, but said investigators have received tips on their possible location, both Ohio and surrounding states. U.S. Marshal Service said both men should be considered dangerous and that people should not try to make contact with them. Reward of $20,000 is being offered by the U.S. Marshals and the Highway Patrol for information leading to their arrests. Lee has brown hair, blue eyes, and weighs about 300 pounds. Gillespie is bald, has blue eyes, and weighs about 200 pounds. Anyone with information, contact the Ohio Northern Violent Fugitive Task Force. Okay? Look out for these fuckers. They're probably, I mean... They couldn't have gotten far. I mean, they don't have any money or anything, so we'll see how it works out for them. Finally, local news, ladies and gentlemen, from the city of hate, Akronistan, Ohio, Angel's hometown. Okay? Very excited. She's proud of this, uh, her Akron roots. I am not, (laughs) but you go on. I will. Teens arrested with AR-15 after chase with officers. Police officers tried to stop a car for traffic and equipment violation at Copley Road in Noble Ave, not necessarily known as the greatest place. Police said the driver refused to stop. During the pursuit, two passengers fled the car while suspect the vehicle continued to try to evade the officers. One of the occupants was observed running with a Draco rifle in his hand but dropped it during the foot chase, police say. At one point, teens tried to pick up the weapon but were taken into custody without further incident. Second passenger, 17-year-old male, was also apprehended nearby. The driver eventually stopped the car a few blocks away and was taken into custody. Officers recovered an AR-15 rifle in plain view of the passenger seat and stole a 9mm handgun on the back seat. I guarantee you both of them were fucking stolen. Each teen was charged with carrying a concealed weapon and improper handling of a firearm in a motor vehicle. Okay. Two teams were booked into the Summit County Jail, and Juvenile Mail was taken to Summit County Juvenile Detention Facility. Again, that was a couple days ago in the city of Akron. I got one more for you from Akron to Stan. Once again, it's Angel's hometown. She's a big, big Akron girl. Big fan. Rah, rah. <laughs> the looks. Sir, serving salads on uh, salad uh, chain Tuesday, and Angel's serving me some fucking looks on a Wednesday. Yeah, stop um, telling everybody where I'm from. That's all right. You don't live there, do you? No, okay. but I mean, come on. Acro police are investigating a Monday morning shooting that left one dead and two others injured. According to a release from the Acro police, officers responded to the shooting on the 1400 block South Main Street at approximately 1137 a.m. When officers arrived, they attempted to give medical aid to a 26-year-old, 29-year-old victim until the EMS finally arrived. Shortly after discovering the first two victims, police found a third 25-year-old victim in the 40 block of East Emerling Street. All three were transported to nearby hospital with various injuries. Short time after their arrival, the 29-year-old man had died from his injuries. Others suffered what is being described as non-life-threatening injuries. Names have not been disclosed by Akron police or medical professions, according to the initial, initial excuse me, investigation. It was revealed that there was an altercation between three individuals that led to an exchange of gunshots. 
Akron police officers found at least two handguns, among other evidence, at the scene. No arrests have been made at this point. The investigation is ongoing. Anyone with information, you can call the cops. Uh, you can also provide anonymous tip to Summit County Crime Stoppers if you want to. We will not give out the phone number. Uh, message is just get out of the city. Just don't live there anymore. It's just bad news. And it, it, I want the time to be noted here, folks. That's not 1137 p.m. It's 1137 a.m. So shit went down midday. They basically had a showdown at almost high noon. Okay, That's crazy. Now, nighttime south of Exchange Street is a problem. Everybody knows it. But South Main Street at 11.37 a.m., I mean, shit. Just goes to show, keep your head on a swivel, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your head on a swivel. That's all I have for this week. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Had some funny stuff to start the show. We had a big what to do, looking up salad chains, and some guy in Eastern Kentucky rolling with a couple of grand on his way to the fucking store. Um... Good luck to him. Angel, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick. Do you have anything else before shoot. we... The BitChute channel. Thank you very much. Thanks to those who have subscribed. Don't forget to check it out. Christopher, anything at all? Don't forget to celebrate Salad Chain Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will do. Um, anything, anything at all? Anything else besides Salad Chain Tuesday? I'm not from Akron. Okay. Angel's not from Akron. Salad Chain right. Tuesday and fucking go play Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There you go. There you go. That's ending on a positive note. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the week. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, AgorasNexus.com. I paint Akron. All accidents are happy accidents. Team Mandalore keeps cycling very weird. And Ray Faba fine art and design from the Great Lakes. Also, don't forget about our friend Bobby and Fairly Decent Golf. Go check him out. Subscribe. Support our friend. He's a wonderful human being. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to discuss something very important, which is how terrible you smell. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to, I'm want to. i going to read off. What I'm looking up right now is I'm looking up the weather forecast for our area. By next week, ladies and gentlemen, on Tuesday, Tuesday, it's going to be a hot one, right? Like, I don't know what fucking Celsius means. But on Tuesday, Tuesday's going to be 86 degrees here. 86. It can be a hot one. Better, you get a bit of heat, bit of a rash going in between your legs because you're not washing properly with the rock soap. Uh, it then goes up to 87, 88, and 80. We are not going to have a cool one for the next couple of days next week. Okay? What does that mean? You're out walking a dog. Maybe you're holding hands with your special someone. But as you walk, you sweat. And as you sweat, you start to smell incredibly terrible you know who i'm talking about i'm talking right to you right now as a friend as a friend i'm here to tell you what your friends and family won't because i'm a good friend i'll tell you the truth you smell terrible you smell not only do you look bad but you smell terrible people don't want to be around you they don't want to be friends with you and they certainly don't want to play with your genitalia when you smell so terrible the ball vinegar it's that time of year folks do yourself a favor. Wash a Todd's Gay Soap from Macron Apothecary. He took another picture of his fucking truck again and sent it to me in a text message. So somehow somebody's telling him that, that it's bothering me because I got another <laughs> picture of his truck. Who told him this shit? I don't know, but he took another picture of his truck. So you better help him with the soap and buy the soap so that he can help himself. So Greg doesn't have to help him as much because we all know who calls the shots around there. Believe me, because Greg is with a man 
who simply can't control his spending fucking habits whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Todd, if you hear this, I love you, but you know I'm fucking right. You said that you're attracted to shiny fucking objects, like a fish. That's you, okay? <laughs> like a fish? Yeah, fish, shiny objects, like a lure. All right. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Toyota Tacoma. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so Todd has a new truck, so why don't you help him pay his bills, but also help yourself and wash with Akron Apothecary Gay Soap. Because Todd's Gay Soap is... Ooh, oh, that is. And we're going to pave that swamp fast and put up a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to bit shoot. God bless. God bless. Bye.